guys, we're back for another episode of Life Explained. Um, once again with uh, Michael Mickley and Ronan Vaz. Uh, my name is Marco Martins and glad that you guys could join us today. We've got a couple of really cool, interesting topics that we want to discuss and get into. Uh, but I just want to say welcome to these guys. Michael, how's it going, man? Yo, what's up, man? Uh, yeah, I'm great. <laughs> awesome. I'm awesome. Ronan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine and you, thanks. Yeah, yeah, good thanks, good thanks. Uh, always always uh, enjoy hanging out with you guys over here in this form. Um, and, you know, I think the first first topic that we're going to get into today is the topic that, um, yeah, it's, it's such an important one. Um, books have been written about it. People have chased it their entire lives without really knowing why they're chasing it. And that is power, right? And, uh, you know, it's, I mean, Ronan, you were talking about a book that you read called, uh, the, was it The 48 Laws of Power? Yeah, that's a very dangerous book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's interesting you say it's a very dangerous book, right? Um, maybe, can you explain why you say it's such a dangerous book? Yeah, definitely. One of the things when I was uh, reading that book, actually, you know, I was going over the different laws. They don't have chapters. They they call it law. So you have law one, law two, law three, etc. cetera. Um, and then I came across one of them where you, where he said, where he tells us to exploit the people, um, to gain power and when you know and you got to manipulate them and you got to conquer all of your fears well i agree with that but yeah you cannot uh manipulate people and get what you want and you know because that's not that's not ethical um it's quite dangerous because some of the books that he's written in series so he's written a book on seduction i think and a book on war again uh very controversial topics but you know, the stuff that he wrote in that book was some, some of the stuff and some of the stories. So he writes the law and then he gives us stories and it was really messed up. So they are definitely. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. so it sounds like, it sounds like as you were reading it, you, you had a, a conflict of values with the author. Yeah, definitely. It's quite manipulative as well. While just like me reading the book, I felt like, you know what, I can just do this. I can manipulate anyone to get anything. Uh, and then, <laughs> Told my mom my book, uh, that book, and she got so mad. <laughs> she read the um the back of the book, you know, where it gives you like a brief overview of what happened. Yeah, the, the and she took that book away from me. She she's like, I'm gonna burn this book because she got really upset. Uh, and the funny thing is, like, you know, a prepared reading in school, we had to do it, and I took that book. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, so I really suggested that book at from at school. No, 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 no. Uh, I actually had to take a book with me. So, like, for prepared reading. Oh, oh okay, okay. <laughs> and I went in front of the entire class and you should have seen the teacher's face. It's called The 48 Clause of Power. Uh, I can send it to you if you want. Yeah, please. Uh, okay, okay. One second. 48 Clause of Power. So, so I mean, on that point, I think it, it's it's interesting that your, I mean, your mom's your mom's quite a quite a spiritual lady, right? And yeah. that book, I think, in in terms of where it where it's leading, um, it kind of it kind of goes to a place of how can you assume power uh, and be in control? And I think you know, your power means different things to different people. Um, yeah. If you look at if you look at some of the greatest leaders in history, they had power. I mean, um, yeah. Mahatma Gandhi had power. Nelson Mandela had power, right? Um, who else? Mother Teresa had power. Um, did she, you know, how did she use it? But then at the same time, we can look at like Genghis Khan had power. Um, Adolf Hitler had power, 
Um, yeah. There's so many different ways that that we can use power, and when you when you take power for for what it could mean, it means different things to different people. And I think that book that you speak about is based on uh, Machiavelli's The Prince, a very old book where it was it was all about how do you kind of get to the top of the pile, um, uh, doing whatever it takes, you know, stepping on whoever you 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 need to step on in the process. And I think the the danger in in assuming power that way is like you said, when you try to take power through conquering others, you you put in place uh, how you you will you you will come to your demise. If you if you take if you use power in that way, you're putting you're putting it out into into the world that you know this is how to get power, and people will people will take your power in the same way. I think that's that for me is. Is, is pretty critical because, you know, I think, I think karma plays a big role in how we use our personal power. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm really, I'm looking forward to this topic today because power is something that so many people want. I mean, I've seen, I've seen very young um, children at school who, who want to have power, but they don't. So they feel, they feel weak and they feel like they're being bullied. But I've seen those same kids, when you put, put them in a position of power, they abuse the power that they have. And they exactly. they misuse it, um, so it's it's something mm. that it's it's fascinating. But um, Michael, what's your what's your take on power? I actually have a question for both you guys. Do you think power is a good thing or a bad thing? Great question. Great question. Great. I mean, definitely. Like you know, if it's used properly, everyone would say that. Like if it's used, yeah. if power is used properly, obviously it's a good thing. But if it's used in the wrong way, like, you know, how is, if you think about how power is gained, it's gained by getting the trust of someone based on an opinion. Yeah. So, uh, for example, Adolf Hitler, it's a very bad, uh, bad example, but Adolf Hitler, he actually uh, got the trust of the people of the opinion, um, you know, a strong opinion in political Germany at that time. So that's how they gained power. But then how they used it, and then how they manipulated it, that was wrong. So, you know, it, it's it's the situation that you're in, then you can decide, if, okay, if it's, it's a good thing or not. But, yeah. Sure. Okay. okay. Good, good perspective. Um, Michael, to answer your question, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us back a step because in order to take yeah. two steps forward, right? So, I'm going to ask you guys, what is power? Yeah. Uh, what, what is, what what is, is power? power? <laughs> so, Ronald, <laughs> for you, what, what is power for you? I think power is the control of people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, definitely having leadership in a certain uh, situation. That's power. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Michael, what I about agree. you? Uh, same as Ronan. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if we, if we have to like, I mean, we, we could, we could spend quite a bit of, quite a lot of time analyzing famous leaders in history to see what power was for each of them but if we have to take if we have to take it and i think this is the key this is the key aspect for me is if we take a look at at various leaders and we have to say okay they had power i think we, we, there's two points we need to look at like in history in terms of the, at the height of their power and then now how are they regarded now so if we do that same if we do that exercise and we look at um if we look at adolf hitler Right at the height of his power, he he was able to he was able to I mean literally shift the world, um, not in a positive way, you know, but he was able to do 
I mean, astounding, notorious things. Uh, if we take Mother Teresa, on the other hand, you know, during the height of her power, she was able to, her, her organization was able to feed millions of people, um, you know, a, around the world. Or maybe, maybe first in India, I think. But we look at her now and look at how differently people will talk about um, Hitler versus Mother Teresa, right? And, no. and I think that for me is very interesting because power is, power is um, I think power is just this, this, this possibility to move people. Okay, and there's different ways that you can move people. You can, you can move people out of fear and greed and anger and all of those qualities, which, which um, Adolf Hitler did. You know, there was a lot of, there was a lot of propaganda that, um, that, that was spread, uh, you know, like after, after World War I um, that really um, boosted the way people felt about, uh, about like how they were being wronged, the German people, I mean. And how that led to to the atrocities of you know World War II and especially Adolf Hitler in power, but at the same time, you know it's you can also move people by finding out something to inspire them, uh, and that's that's you know that's the route that Mother Teresa went, and she didn't need to hold on to anything. I think that's the key to this, right? She, and for me, that's where this whole conversation about power becomes so pow- powerful, not to yeah. excuse the pun, but it's yeah. it's this case of. Hitler was always running, right? Um, if you looked at if you looked at when, when the Allied forces finally caught up to him, you know we don't really know what happened to Hitler at the end of the day. There was there's so many conspiracy theories and everything, but he was he was on the run, uh, and and regardless of what happened to him, he would never be able to freely go. Oh, I'm just you know I'm just going to live my life the way I want to. Even even people who had power within his army, um, they had to flee as well, and they had to live under um, pseudonyms and 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 you know like change countries and, and seek extradition and all these things. And then yeah. you look at Mother Teresa, who she was, she was a simple lady and she got to live her life the way she wanted to, maybe, I don't know, but she lived honestly. And, and it's this case of she wasn't, she wasn't running from anything. She wasn't holding on to anything. And her example, um, you know, created this, this ripple effect of people who wanted to, to follow her example. Um, and that's where I think it's so powerful to understand there are tools of power, right? There are tools of power, including manipulation, exploitation, um, uh, conquering. Uh, but there's also other tools of you know, motivation, inspiration, compassion, kindness, all these qualities. Every one of them has the potential for power. I think it's in, your, in, in the person's hands, how do they choose to use it? How do they choose to exercise that power? Um, and what, are, what is the legacy they're leaving behind? I think so any anybody i think that's for me that's the biggest thing you've got to ask yourself by doing this if i'm going to use my personal power in this way uh and and you know i think that there's lots of charismatic people out there who have that kind of power but if you need to ask yourself if i'm going to use this power my power in this way to get this result okay what will my legacy be when people think yeah. of me what how are they going how, how are they going to feel when they think about me what are they going to do based on the things that I've left behind, the examples that I left behind. So, I mean, for me, that, that's, that's my kind of take on it. So to answer your question, Michael, um, is power a good thing or is it a bad thing? I think, I think it's, a, it's a thing. I think it's, it's just a thing. It's a thing that we've got to use. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I, I don't know. What, what do you guys have to say about, about what I've just said? I definitely agree. You know, again, coming back to the same, if depends on the situation that you're in and the people that you're dealing with, you can decide whether it's good or bad. So yeah, I definitely agree. 
do you guys think that the world would be better without power? Good question. If there was no sure. power, none at all. <laughs> I think I think if there was no I think if there was no power, nothing would get done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, no, definitely agree. I was talking to my sister actually about yeah, the exact same thing. Like, if everyone uh, went to the same school and everyone was just a student, where would we get in life? You know. So it's yeah, that's definitely a very good question. So yeah, yeah, I think you know it's 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 a great question because I think it leads to that whole idea of like communism, um, yeah. of you know where everyone has the same amount of power. How does it work? And I just feel like you know there's a difference between. Um, when you're trying to create equality and you're just trying to keep everyone in the same place. And, yeah. you know, as human beings, I've, I think that's, that, that's the, the beautiful thing about being human beings. We have a level of consciousness that allows us to go, well, what do I want with my life? Oh, you know what? I want to do this, this, and this. Well, in order to do this, this, and this, I'm going to have to, you know, I don't know, build a business, uh, employ people, um, help them get what they want, you know, like do A, B, and C, and I'll get there. And and in doing those steps, maybe you assume some power, right? And you, you grow yeah. as someone who has a, a degree of influence. Um, or you can be a, someone who goes, you know what? I just want to go and live in the mountains. And I, I want to say, forget people. I'm going to go and just live off the land. And you'll have the same amount of power, you know? So it it really just comes down to what do you want in life? And how are you going to get it? Are you going to get it in a way that is ethical, uh, that kind of is sustainable? That, and I think maybe that's another question to ask. However, whatever you want in life, if you're, able to, if you're able to get it in a way that, you know, if you ask yourself, will other people be able to get what I have in my life by doing the same thing I did? I think if you can, if you can answer yes to that question, um, and feel feel okay about it, then chances are, well, you know, it's probably going to be a, a sustainable solution, right? So if it's going to be a case of, in order to get everything that I've got in my life, you have to like kill people and, um, you know, you have to steal and you have to do these things. Well, chances are, if people are going to get hurt in the process, it, it might not be the best use of yeah. your personal power. That That's my take on it. I definitely agree. 100%. Me too, yeah. I definitely agree. Sure. Yeah. That actually so, covers yeah, most of what it, I. Right? That actually covers most of what I agree, especially like that question that you asked. You know, am I okay with that? It's yeah, that literally directly reflects what I think about it. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, look, I'm glad you think about it. I think it's it's something that I've I've often mentioned here, but it's like, I think, I think the as the older I get, the more I go. You know, I just wanted to be able. I want to be able to sleep at night. I want to be able to sleep at night oh, knowing damn. that. because you're so <laughs> old, eh? Jeez, Grandpa. Yeah, man. I'm, tell you what, man. I'm, you know, I'm, that's why I'm in bed by 7.30, so I'm glad you're recording this podcast <laughs> <What>? now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it just, it comes down to that fact of like, I don't, I want to live my life knowing that, you know what, as much as I stood up for my beliefs, I didn't, I didn't step on people in the process. I didn't, I didn't purposely go out and, and, and hurt people. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to offend some people. Um, I think it's impossible not to offend people in life. But at the end <laughs> of the day, you know, if I, can, if I can gladly go, you know what? I'm happy with the way I did today. I'm happy with, with my actions. I'm happy with the reasons behind my actions. Then, then I feel like there's a degree of personal power that I've exercised. And, and it's cool. 
And I think that's the other side of power that we need to realize is that when, you know, so many times in life, we have this idealized way that things are going to play out when it comes to power. Like, I'm going to do this. And because I'm going to do this, Michael, you need to do that. And, and Ronan, you need to do this. Where the truth is, we, we're working with like two different people. Uh, well, there's three different people here. There's so many variables. Uh, Michael, you could decide to go like, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way. And Ronan could decide, well, I don't even want to do it. So we're dealing with those, those aspects of these free radicals, right? These, these seven, eight billion people. And each one of them is going to exercise their power in their own way. And, and that's the danger in, in um, trying to exploit people, trying to manipulate people, is that we want, we want what we want them to do. But we don't necessarily know what they, or we don't care about what they want to do. And, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. where power is, is misused or misplaced. Uh, and it leads to, yeah, it, it leads to a whole lot of a whole lot of things, you know, becoming um, be, becoming confused, becoming people becoming upset, and and then we have this whole cycle of oppression and conflict and all these things. Yeah, you know, we'll always have conflict to a degree, but I think, you know, I don't know if I spoke about this last time, but there was this. Um, I read this beautiful. Um, uh, my friend told me about this beautiful definition for a Jewish word called. Uh, Beshirt. Did I talk about? I think I feel, I feel like I mentioned. I this think last you week. did mention it. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> good. So, I think it ties into this nicely, right? Because it's it. You know, in in essence, it just means, um, you know, basically when when each person fulfills their own personal destiny, they they contribute to the destiny of the world, right? In, where, in which place, in where it's supposed to go, and again, power. When we abuse our power, we stop other people from fulfilling their destiny. Uh, in that sense. And, you know, we, we basically damage the entire structure of things. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, I think it's a case of just, look, we will make mistakes. But at the end of the day, if, we, if we're doing things, um, bearing in mind, like the greater good that we're doing in the process, I think that, that is like a, a better use of power. I don't think we'll ever know. Like, you know, maybe we'll know one day if like there's, there's this beautiful cosmic end to our lives and we're able to like see you know, like all, all the way things played out and all those things. I think that would be pretty cool. But until then, we don't, we don't really know how we're using our power, if it's going to work or not. But the best we can do is go like, okay, you know, am I, am I doing things for the greater good by, by taking this step? You know, if I, if I look at, if I look at what, what Ronan, what you're doing with FinClue, there's, there's so much good that has come out of that, right? Uh, Michael, yeah. if I think about what you've, what you've done with, with local kicks and, and what you're doing, with with the brand now it's amazing how many people you've connected with but helped in the process um mm. so it's it's these things that we do that we can go wow you know what there's a positive impact that's 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 happened as a result of me taking these steps and using my power in a certain way has allowed other people to kind of discover their power uh, and be happier and all these other things so i mean look for me that's my take on power uh, yeah oh, i love that uh, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because what you're talking about there is is uh, you know you know the 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 use of a movement to get the outcome that you want, and yeah. and that I mean the when when you know like when I, I remember what you were talking about in terms of Black Lives Matter when that led to rioting especially in America, um, you know that that was someone who started a movement um, and it was based around the stuff that was happening around that that time right, but it was someone who yeah. was able to. Um, gain agreement amongst amongst a mass group of people to move them, you know, obviously in anger, 
towards um, towards doing things that 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 they thought were right. Now, here's the interesting thing: if you look if you look during those times, the riots happened, and then you had people like stealing Mercedes Benzes and stuff like that. <laughs> now, it was I found it ridiculous. It's like how how is stealing a Mercedes Benz um, you proving that that your cause was was right or wrong? You know, it's it's it was it's such an interesting topic that you bring up, and you know, I think a lot of it people. And, and this is the thing, you know, Michael, you said it last week when emotion, when emotion goes up, intelligence goes down. Yeah. And that for me yeah. is, is where people need to think. I mean, power is something that we all have, um, but it's not something that we all are consciously exercising. And, and yeah. I think that's the dangerous thing about it. The second that we don't understand how, how to, um, how, how our own personal power works we become a part of someone else's personal power plan and they can pull us into what, what they're doing because we're not, we're not able to logically rationally think about it. Right. Um, I saw it in, I saw it in South Africa years ago um, during the, the, the xenophobia attacks when it first happened. Yes. I'm talking about like over a decade ago. It was, it was a long time ago. And I remember, I remember, you know, seeing, seeing um, we, we went to go volunteer at one of the, one of the um, uh, little, uh, uh, you know, safe havens for for um, people who, you know, African people who came from different places. And man, I saw some sad, sad things there because you know these these were people who who were under under attack because um, you know you know the the, the South African uh, people thought that that these foreigners were taking their jobs and they worked they, they had enough that enough um, blame put on them uh, and enough charismatic people go this is these are the people who are causing our oppression to get them to a point where suddenly there was a there was a mob there was this mob justice psychology of just like we're going to go out and teach these people a lesson and get them out of our country and it took a it it took i mean emotions were flaring around that time and and at the same time if you had a rational conversation with people they weren't willing to have that rational conversation so and and that happens everywhere in the world it happens it's happened for, for, I mean, if you go through history, you'll be able to pick up uh, times where they happened. I mean, it happened to the German people uh, during the, you know, before the Second World War. There was all this pro- propaganda about Jewish people to the point that, you know, if you, if you find that generation of, of, Jew, of, of German um, people and you ask them about Jewish people, they'll still believe that, that uh, Jewish people are, are, are greedy and mean and all these things that, that they were led to believe through propaganda. So that ability... To, to be able to not act emotionally, but to think about it is the, is the place where we're actually, actually able to, to determine where power goes. But again, we live in a world where people don't like to think and thinking can be hard work. So it's so much, it's so much easier to defer thinking onto other people. No, I'm, I'm serious guys. It's like, think about, think about, um, uh, think about the average, the average person. They, uh, I mean, Ronan, the average person, they they're not really willing to to learn about stocks and shares, are they? Yeah, not really. No, so I, so they would say like th- that's why we have we have brokers, we have stock brokers who go like, oh, don't worry, I'll manage a portfolio for you. Oh, guys, and... re- regarding stocks, Dogecoin's up, eh? I bought. Yeah, they're fucked up. <laughs> you made a mistake. <laughs> I'm up. 
<laughs> Michael is up. Like ninety-eight percent of your portfolio. Mm-hmm. I would never have uh, what you have. Like never. I'm not even. Oh man, I tell you, Michael, you and you and George. But I sold. Uh, I think I sold last week or the week before. Then I bought back. I think it was on Friday or something. Now it's up. Nice. Okay, so 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 there you Love go. Relationship. <laughs> and I think the cool thing about that, Michael, you you know you know when it's hot, but you also know when to to like go. Okay, cool. I'm I'm jumping out of this now. Yeah, so it, it's and again, it comes down to you know so many people, so many people will lose money in Doge, um, because they they're not willing to do the the learning or, or learn in the process to go like, okay, why is it going up? Oh, it's going up because you know these are the discussions that are having that that, are, that people are having on the forums and all sorts of things. Okay, this is the time to get in. This is the time to get out. You know, it's, yeah. it it all comes down to education at the end of the day. So, I mean, you know, to answer your question, Ronan, it's a tough one, um, but I think I think it really comes down to education. Nelson Mandela said it: education is the most powerful tool with which we can change the world. But I think what he meant was a different kind of education to what school is. You know, yeah. and and that for me is is really where the answer lies to that question. I mean, could you imagine if we had a world of educated people, um, educated people, but I mean, edu- educated in, a, in an emotional sense, like people with a high emotional IQ. Yeah. What, I mean, I, I can't see I can't see us being exploited the way that we're being exploited now. Um, uh, if if we had that level of of understanding, what about you guys? I definitely agree. Yeah, definitely. Okay, cool. Great question, man. Great question. I like that. So, well, but yeah, you know, okay. uh, well, you have these other situations in regarding power where it's not really good or it's not really bad where you don't really know. Like, for example, let me just give you um, in the U.S., you know, the during the coronavirus, the federal, the federal reserve, they started printing a lot of money to keep up, you know, to give out uh, checks, stimulus checks. Now this, uh, now around this time in March, the stock market actually crashed. It completely plummeted. It went down like a lot. Uh, but as soon as the you know the stimulus checks started coming in, the stock market went uh, started you know go up again, and then it finally ended the year on a fourteen percent gain, which is really unusual, especially during a pandemic. So, at, okay, if you ask this question, who are the Feds really supporting? Are they supporting the rich people because you know they might want the stock market to go up, and the top ten, top one percent can take out their holdings in there, or are they you know really supporting the people who really need it, like the people who are using the sim- stimulus checks? So that's you know that's they hold that kind of power, which is like okay, is this a good or a bad thing? And especially this guy, his name is Jerome Powell, and many of you guys might know him. He's actually um, I think he's the chairman of something like that. Uh, he, but he's on the board of the Federal Reserve, and he, you know, he's a really powerful guy. If you think of, um, you know, powerful people in the U.S., you'd probably think of uh, presidents, you know, prime ministers, people like that. But this guy, <laughs> I, I tell you, when he walks in, capital people actually bow down to him because when he says something, and this is all live, by the way, so the market will move up and down. Like I'm not even joking. So people have actually listened to this guy, and he has control because he makes the decision. Well, he does. He's one of the people who makes the decisions 
um, to control, you know, the U.S. monetary uh, stimulus checks and the money supply. So, you know, is this guy a good, good person or a bad person? Because, you know, you could see it from both ways. So, yeah, that's my question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good question. Uh, Michael, anything, anything you want to add or, or anything you want to mention there? No, no. Yeah, no. so, okay, cool. Um, so for me, Ron, I think you know when you when you're dealing with when you're dealing with that kind of kind of question around stimulus checks and and you know printing money and being in control of money, uh, Robert Kiyosaki said it once. He said, you know, he who controls the gold controls controls the rules. Um, yeah. And I think I think when you when we're talking about when we're talking about stimulus checks and um, and you know um, quantitative easing, which is basically printing more money to put it into the economy. I think stuff like that, I think it's done because, you know, the, the big players in the world of money, um, if they have to go under, they will, they'll take the, the entire economy with them. I think there's so many people who control, they, they, I think there's a limited amount of people who control um, the, the majority of the world's wealth. And, uh, yeah. and, and if, they, if they have to suffer, um, the world yeah. will suffer. But let me let me explain why that is. And it, it started decades ago, where, um, where you know, in 1971, where Richard Nixon took America off the gold standard, um, the, the the dollar was was the world currency uh, around that time. So everything, every other currency was backed by the dollar. Um, and when Richard Nixon took the, took it off the gold standard, he said, "Okay, well, we don't need gold." Um, actually being a ref- uh, or, or the dollar or the dollars in circulation being a reflection of the gold that's in our in our storehouse we're just going to print now and it was from that moment that inflation really kicked off uh, and and that is where most of the most of the money problems that we have today come from that because more and more money was being printed and because there was more money in the world effectively it became worth less and less and less and less yeah. And it sent it sent us all. I think it sent governments into this kind of debt cycle that yeah. you know started off with millions and then it became billions and now in some places it's trillions. And there's yeah, a this, lot. <laughs> what did you say? A lot more. A lot, a lot of places. Actually, of places. the US, actually, yeah. And and everyone owes everyone else money. And what they're doing right now is they're going, okay, we're going to print more money so that we can pay some of it back. But at the same time, what they're actually doing is they're making the money that's in the world worth less and less and less. And they're kicking. It's basically like, imagine you've got, um, you've got a can uh, in front of you and like it's, it's filled with bees, right? It's like a Coke can. It's filled with bees. And you're like, oh, I've got to deal with this. So you kick it. You kick it over to Michael. And Michael's like, oh, my goodness. You know, he's, he, and, and he goes, oh, I don't want to deal with this. So he kicks it over. He kicks it over to me, and I go, "Well, I don't want to deal with this," and I kick I it up it. to the next person. <laughs> yeah, you know. So for me, that's exactly what's happened: is we've kicked, we've kicked the problem um, over to the next generation, and the next generation, the next generation, so that you know we don't have to deal with things, and the crash never comes. Um, inevitably, the crashes always come, but like you saw in in two thousand and eight, you know, with with the uh, the real estate crash, it's quickly. The crash isn't so severe if they pump more money into the economy. Um, And, you know, I think, Ronan, you were talking about it. You were talking about how, you know, Berkshire Hathaway is already like uh, they were having they had a meeting yesterday for their shareholders going like, okay, guys, we we predict some stuff's going to happen. 
um, you know, it might be time to to get out of certain stocks because we predict that you know th- there will be a crash happening. We're not sure when. Yeah. I mean, um, based on based on what we're talking about here, what 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 kind of what kind of answers do you have based on this stuff? So yeah, definitely. You know, the if you look at the chart for the U.S. national debt, you would see that it's touching an all-time high, and there's this um, there's this indicator called the Buffett indicator which uh, I love to use, you know, sometimes. Uh, so basically how you calculate basically the total market capitalization or the, how much the market is worth uh, divided by the GDP plus the assets of the Federal Reserve. And then you would get your valuation. So a ratio below or equal to 63% is undervalued. Um, and, go, and all the way till a ratio above 118% is significantly overvalued. Uh, any guesses as, as to what it is today? Uh, I'm going to say like 150. And Michael? <laughs> Michael just Michael just escaped. I'm sure he'll be oh, back okay. just now. <laughs> well, yeah, you'll be right because it's 149.6, which is no ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's that significant. Oh, valid. Yeah. So, so you know, so so the market is completely overvalued right now. Is that what you're saying? Nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, Michael, oh, Michael, Michael, you're yeah. back. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> I got no clue what happened. Ronan scare you with that question about what it's um, what the market currently is sitting at. Oh, I was so scared. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Michael, you missed the part where he said the market is currently valued at 149 points. Six, which oh, was a close guess too. I'm actually on a Reddit page here and I saw someone's Reddit saying that they predict that the market's going to go down 20 to 60% by September. Wow. Sure. So, wow. so, Ronan, when you, when you say that, it, it's so interesting that you say that because, you know, we, we come, you know, especially if we take back the, the purpose of this podcast, which is Life Explained, is history, history creates creates patterns right and and through through those through those patterns you're able to predict certain things that are going to happen and you know what what you're talking about the buffet line there's it's basically it's it's a formula it's an algorithm that actually predicts um when a company or when when something is overvalued versus under overvalued versus undervalued Um, i mean is that fair to say yeah uh, definitely and through that process you're able to go okay this is where we think it's going to go. This is this is this is what generally happens or has happened in the past when it's been overvalued. This is what's happened when it's been undervalued. And you know, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like being um, it's it's the process of life, right? Imagine you know you you walking around with your eyes closed. You know, if you're walking around in a foreign place, you're going to walk into a wall. You're going to walk off a building. You're going to walk into traffic. All sorts of things. But if you're yeah. in your house and you are walking around in the dark, you can kind of know where you're going, right? You feel the wall over here. Oh, you know, there's a door there. You know, you can even probably go and like, I don't know, pull out a packet of chips from the, from, from the pantry if you wanted to, you know, knowing your house. So, you know, yeah. I think the, the key there is how important it is to be able to look at and measure the, the quantitative side of things, you know, the stuff that, the behaviors, the the things that generally happen to look at the entire picture to go, oh, okay, this is where I predict we're going to go. I might ne- not be 100% accurate. Um, it, you know, like um, Michael, you just mentioned in, in, a, in that Reddit page that said the market will will, will uh, drop by 20 to 60%. Uh, 
it's it's a rough estimate but you know the more course, yeah. more people do research the more they're able to go look something is coming guys we don't know what is coming but we feel this bubble's growing we can we can sense it based on the based on the information and based what's on what's happened in the past we can actually make an, a pretty accurate um uh determination of what's going to happen um yeah i mean michael run anything you want to say about that no i definitely agree you know we're in a bubble i think i think you know so, yeah i also agree yeah so yeah this has been a it's been a pretty pretty interesting uh, conversation about power especially where it went um but i think you know in closing i think the one thing that i want to leave everyone with if you're listening to this is power starts with you how you use your personal power. And I think the, the greatest power that we have is the power of choice. And that mm-hmm. is, is the essence of being human. It's um, our ability to choose. You know, if you're not happy with what you're doing right now, well, do something different. If you're not, if you are happy with what you're doing, choose to do more of it. Um, and, and, you know, you'll grow your ability to, to be personally uh, powerful. And from there, well, you might be able to influence people or inspire people um, yep. or well, decide what you want to do with it. What about you guys, Michael? Um, I think I want to end off with a quiz, okay? okay? Not about how much money you make, it's about how you make it. <laughs> yeah, like nice. Very cool. Ronan, what about you? Well, no, I definitely agree. This was a great conversation you know, that we had. Uh, very helpful because I love um, your point of view on this power situation. Uh, but definitely, you know, let's hope for the best for the market. Let's see what we can do. But I would definitely, before we leave, I would recommend if you know a market is going through, going through, going to go through a recession, you should definitely buy um, stocks if you're going to Dodge one. Dodge one. <laughs> no, please. <laughs> <not Dodge one. laughs> And Michael's gonna I'm going right. to the moon. I'm, I am going to Mars with Elon. That's where I'm going. Uh, well, so, yeah. yeah. Safe moon, doge moon, conquer wrong, okay? Put your house on us. <laughs> okay, I'll say this. Before you do anything, know, know what you're getting yourself into. I know yeah. the reasons that you're doing it because uh, who cares? Just go. <laughs> <laughs> because the second that you jump into something without knowing the reasons that you're doing it, then you come back to people like Michael and go, Michael, you told me to put my house in Dogecoin. <laughs> now I'm living in a cardboard box. Oh, tough, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and that that is like the, that's that's the process of life as well. You've got to know what you're getting yourself into. You got to know. Um, you you got to basically be personally. You you got to before you do something, you got to go. Am I willing to be okay with any of the consequences of taking this action? Do I know yeah. the consequences of taking this action? And yeah, if you can say safely, yeah, you know, I, I can risk it, then go for it. But if not, it might be time to do a little bit of research, especially when, when you've got a lot invested. I mean, when it, comes to, when it comes to investing, only invest that which you have. Don't invest that which you do not have. Yeah. And, you know, put it put in your well, house. Exactly. <laughs> Michael, That's insane. Like, why would you say that? <laughs> July you know savings, bro. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But uh, nah. I think... This has been very, very cool, guys. I've really enjoyed this. I think, you know, we had a topic. Um, we, we have another topic that we wanted to explore, but I think it's going to be a really juicy one to save for next time. Um, what do you guys think? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Well, guys, thank you again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for sharing your insight and uh, for, the, for the, yeah, the intriguing conversations that we always have here. 
Um, yeah. So, so Michael, thank you for your time. Ronan, thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode of Life Explained. Sweet. And bye, Dogecoin. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Bye, guys. Let's all pump it. It's the people's coin. <laughs> Bye.